Are you ready to take your real estate investing business to the next level? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. With your mentors, Wayne and Gabby. Good morning and welcome to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Today is Tuesday, July 26th, and we have a high of 23 degrees here in the Edmonton region today. 23 degrees, you said? Mm-hmm. It's not bad, not bad. Good morning, everybody. We are broadcasting live as we do every morning on the Podbean app. Uh, if you want to listen to the live show, you got to download the Podbean app, uh, search up the Real Estate Investing Morning Show, and yeah, we're live every morning, 6 a.m. Mountain Time. Uh, you can join in on the conversation in the chat. You can call in and ask any questions about real estate investing for free. Or you could just listen to the recorded versions on iTunes, Spotify, whichever. Um, Lame. Sorry. <laughs> pull your mic a little bit closer there. There you go. Perfect. Yeah, it is a little lame. Uh, yeah, why not wake up early, get your questions answered? Yeah. You know, there's a pretty terrific community here yeah, every morning. I, I agree. I tend to agree. They're amazing. Are you waiting for me to say they're beautiful people? No, I mean we did miss it yesterday. It's sad. I was, I was, I listened to the recording yesterday, and uh, uh, Gabby had said, "Good morning, my beautiful people." And I'm like, oh, "I missed it. I missed it." <laughs> Literally, I have that sound clip there, just waiting for Gabby because Gabby, like, I don't know for some reason, I thought Gabby said beautiful people a lot more, and. Um, then as soon as we started the show, the live show, I don't know how many months ago, um, she never says it. So I've just like literally got this thing just sitting here for when she says beautiful people. And I missed it. I was so pissed <laughs> off yesterday. Anyways, um, how's everybody doing in the chat today? Lots of good mornings. Lots of good mornings. Okay. Um, you know what happened yesterday? What? Um, well, I got into a pretty... Um, passionate um, speech and I never talked about upcoming events do tell fill us in fuck you are a, like a barrel of words today eh? <laughs> just very like <laughs> Cut and dry. very like one and two word answers from Gabby today <laughs> just one hell of a co-host uh, upcoming events Oh, we should have some upcoming events music. I should get some upcoming events music made up. That'd be fun. That would be fun. Um, so this weekend, July 30th, uh, on Saturday, um, we've got uh, an open house meetup. Yes. And one of our new fix and flip properties in Calgary. First time so in we're Calgary. Co- we're coming to Calgary. Woo-woo. We need some coming to Calgary music, too. <laughs> Okay, I just imagined some like honky tonk. Yeah, it's it's honky driving down sure. cruising yeah. down the QE two. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't have any um, honky tonk uh, Calgary coming to Calgary music, and you know what? I don't even have uh, a time. I don't even know what time it's at. J- Jared, <laughs> where are you? Like. <laughs> For it's re- on Saturday. I think it's like two to four or Got something like, like that. A place. Um, do I have uh, do I have a link? In southeast Calgary somewhere. Is it in southeast? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Calgary's I don't know Calgary Lake very well. Lake Bonavista. In Lake Bonavista. Oh, here it is. 
Uh, you know what? Just uh, follow Jared Como on uh, on on your socials, and uh, he's got an he he created an event break link there. You can you can you can register for it. It's Taylor free. Taylor says it's two to five. Two to five. Thank you. Um, says here on event break, come network and mingle while checking out this Lake Bonavista flip project, and it's gonna be coffee. And you know what's funny is that yesterday was the first time I looked at the. MLS highlight sheet for the house, <laughs> which I find hilarious. What did I mess up? No, nothing. It's just like, I think it's funny that um, we buy properties and I don't even know what they are until like a few days before we take possession. <laughs> <laughs> when you're frantically trying to get insurance done because you forgot. I didn't forget. There was a couple mishaps. Okay. You consciously forgot. Anyways. Um, yeah. And I was looking at the MLS highlight sheet and I was like, damn, like, this like not that like it's it's just a bungalow like let's not get crazy it's just a bungalow but the community is really cool yeah yeah i was like yeah there's like hoa fees and i was like what's this and then i'm like realizing that's got like the lake and the um clubhouse and mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff that is like a like pretty pretty sweet community it's like summerside but significantly better yeah, like established. Yeah. Summerside's like super brand new and like doesn't even have trees. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I'm exaggerating. But yeah. Yeah, it's a really it's a really nice community. You drive around it and um yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. Um and it's gonna look really nice. It's 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 it is a bungalow. So you're just like, ah, <laughs> oh, it's just a bungalow, but you know, it's 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 a little bit bigger than a normal bungalow. It's yeah, 13. it's a thirteen hundred square foot bungalow. Yeah. yeah. And the layout's a little bit different than what we're used to, than like, you know, the 1,000 or 1,100 square foot bungalow. So it's um, it's got a different feel, and it's going to look really nice. We're really excited about it. Um, we take possession of that one this Friday, and then literally Saturday, we're going to have an open house meetup in Calgary. So if you guys want to um, come network with other investors and come meet us, uh, we will be there. It's free. You just got to register on Eventbrite. You'll get the information for the address and everything. And um, I think, did I say free coffee? Are you bringing that? <laughs> no, I think Jared is. I, I don't know. I didn't put it down. I'm like, I ain't paying for that shit, Jared. I'm <laughs> cheap. We always bring coffee. <laughs> we always bring coffee. We always bring the good stuff. <clears throat> I can talk shit about Jared because I'm fairly certain he's, he's not, not here. <laughs> that guy. That guy lives for that snooze button these days. He's supposed to be some kind of entrepreneur. You know what I mean? He's leaves his job, goes full-time real estate investor, and snoozes every morning. <laughs> And it's very easy to talk shit about him because he's not here. And also our um, other partners on the property mm -hmm. are going to be there as well. Matt yep. and Taylor. You betcha. Yeah, so they're making the trip down as well. Um, that'll be their first time seeing the property too, so I won't be alone. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, pretty excited. Going to make a little trip out of it to Calgary. It's nice. It's actually kind of cool to have a um, you know, project up in Calgary because it gives us an excuse to go... Drive up, down, down there. Down there. Uh, drive on down there. Um, I'm going to <laughs> get honky-tonk women. I'm going to get honky-tonk women set up for tomorrow morning. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's going to be nice because then like, we can kind of make a trip out of it. You know, it's uh, for the most part, as full-time real estate investors in 2022, uh, pretty much just sit in my office at home all day. Never really put pants on. Um, 
So if you're calling me, if you got coaching calls, no, it's just not, let's not make it weird. Um, but for the most part, it's like, yeah, I just, it, I, we start off in the morning at 6am on the morning show. And then I pretty much stick around here for the next couple hours, just working on stuff. And then, um, you know, get up, have some breakfast, get all cleaned up and then go back to work in the office. And from time to time, I might leave the house for a bike ride or something like that or whichever, but modern real estate investors you don't really have to go drive to site or anything we got lots of projects going on i my updates are through other people posting pictures on social media yeah you know oh cool the railing went in today wow oh cool they're building a garage hey did you see the pictures of the garage cab yeah yeah so a concrete pad was poured on friday at one of our projects and uh framing was we're getting worked on yesterday for the garage yeah cool i don't have to go drive down there modern investor um but when you know we got a project in calgary now it's like oh cool maybe we should go there once every two weeks and we'll make a little trip out of it and we'll stay in a hotel and bring the family it's summertime so i can bring the kid and you and we can literally just go and go to callaway park or go to the zoo or um yeah we we talked about going to the well everly stayed with um her auntie and uncle and cousins while we were away and they made a day trip down to uh, Calgary into Callaway Park, and uh, she went on the one of the like adult roller coasters for the first time. She mm-hmm. was she was tall enough, so um, Lauren took her on the roller coaster, and she loved it. So we were like, "Oh well, since you went to Callaway Park, maybe we'll go to the zoo or something while we're in Calgary." And she's like, "No, I want to go back to Callaway Park." <laughs> so, roller coaster. She's yeah. a, she's addicted now. She's a junkie. <laughs> uh, wow, Carlos is up this morning too. Morning, Say Carlos. good morning to Carlos, everybody. Good morning. Good morning, Carlos. <laughs> um, but going back to you were talking about how other people update us on our flips now. It's funny because um, up until recently, uh, we had an an old feller doing our, all of our renovations mm-hmm. and uh, definitely wouldn't see any updates online. Would be hard pressed to get a picture like texted to us. Like we'd have to like be like, please, can you send a picture? If it is, it was pixelated from his yes. flip phone. <laughs> no from his iphone too that oh that such thing, a thing that thing was yeah <laughs> it's tiny tiny but um but now uh working with a bunch of young guys like all like all of the crew are always like posting pictures and like tagging us and stuff so it's yeah. really cool to just like be like do 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 plugging away working and be like you've been tagged and you open it up and it's like boom you have a garage <laughs> wow yeah it's like this is kind of cool mm-hmm. yeah um, so yeah, if you guys are interested in fix and flips or, I mean, whether you're interested in fix and flips or you're not, just come on out to the meetup and just meet other investors. Yeah. Um, your network is your net worth. Okay, guys. Indeed. You're going to learn a lot. You're going to meet a lot of cool people. Um, you're going to build some good relationships, you know, go, you know, meet people, get their numbers, add them and then, you know, take them out for coffee and talk more about how you can collaborate or, or talk more about, you know, what it is that you're wanting to do. Maybe you'll run into someone who is has some knowledge on what it is that you want to do right there's a lot of smart people out there that love to just network and meet new people um lots of new opportunities coming with the the changes in the market talked about this a little bit with uh, barry mcguire last night not sure if you were able to catch it or not no, yeah, i but, didn't um but you know there's a lot of as things change interest rates and inflation and and whenever there's fear whenever there's blood in the streets that's when there's opportunities right so dramatic Chaos is a ladder. Okay. 
like to quote Game of Thrones a lot. Um, chaos is a ladder. There's opportunities when there's chaos, right? You just got to be willing to actually jump on them. Um, otherwise, you just sit on the sidelines and wait until Wayne does something. And they're like, oh, I want to do that. But by the time you get there, it's already gone. How many times has this happened in the last six months? Mm-hmm. In the last six months, how many times have I said there was opportunities and then someone finally gets around to doing it and they're like, it's, it's not over. here anymore. Yeah. Well, yeah, you got to be quick. You got to recognize them early. And you actually, to be honest, you got to recognize before it happens. Prepare yourself and then hop on it and take some chances. Some, some pan out, some don't, but <clears throat> more often than not, right? Um, so get out and meet some people on uh, this Saturday. We'll be there. Um, Jamie is really sad because they're out of town that weekend. Same with Amanda. Um, and oh, Annette where? says, guys, I just want to say we finally moved to Edmonton area and the first meetup is in Calgary. What the heck? <laughs> True. Sorry, Annette. True. Uh, you know what? It's, um, summer's busy. Yeah. Summer's really busy. I promise you, there is a very long list of things that we uh, that we said we're going to do. Not, not publicly, but that we agreed that we were going to do this summer. It's like, and it is hard. Yeah. It's hard to find the weekends. It's hard to find the time. There's just, you know, a lot of stuff going on and people, no one's available. And, you know, people are away on weekends and, uh, you know, we got a kid around. So it's, you know, the, the six hours of work that we used to be able to potentially do is now down to like two. Oh so my gosh. It's very difficult <laughs> to get anything done. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you're like, it's like, it's not like, you know, kids crying. It's just like, Hey, check out this cartwheel literally every 30 seconds. It's like, if you're trying to get into something, you know, and then it's, it's, you don't have a hundred percent of your focus and energy towards something. So it's tough. Um, but, uh, yeah, we're, we got a bunch of other stuff planned in the Edmonton area. It's just trying to get it all out. Be patient. It's coming. Be patient. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> what else do we got going on here? Oh, August 6th. There's another thing that's coming up. Uh, not this weekend, but next weekend, we're going to be sponsoring a hole at Calvin Realty's uh, golf tournament. Mm-hmm. So I know a bunch of you guys are coming to that too. That's in Edmonton. August 6th. There you go. <laughs> Literally the next weekend. Um, come on out to, I don't know if there's any spots left, but if if you're interested, definitely jump on it quick. Uh, basically a golf tournament for real estate investors. Yeah. 18 holes. Um, all the holes are sponsored and they all got cool shit going on in each of them. And Lots of giveaways. Yeah. What are you giving away, Wayne? I'm giving away the mostest. The host, hostess with the mostest? Yeah. Yeah. When they said they're doing giveaways, I'm like, okay, I'm going to win this one. Uh, we are giving away a $10,000 mentorship program. It's amazing. What? <laughs> yeah. You're going to have to work for it. But it's definitely a huge incentive to go. Yeah. Right? You get to meet new people. You get to golf. You get the drinks and stuff. And uh, steak dinner afterwards. And also, you know, a fairly good chance that you can win a mentorship program. Yeah. Win your mentorship program. And it's... Um, a little biased, but it's the best mentorship program in Canada. So that's going on August 6th. If you're interested in that, um, reach out to Calvin Realty and, and say, hey, get me in. Now, I don't know if you've been watching the weather, but uh, it was actually supposed to be kind of a not looking like a great weekend. 
But oh. um, as of this morning, it looks like it's starting to turn around. Yeah. Yeah, because it's that's also folk fest. So I have been watching that weekend, and um, yeah, it was looking like some rain, cloudy, kind of a little bit cooler. I'm fine with cooler. I yeah. like the cooler weather. But yeah, now it's looking like it's clearing up. Nice kind of 22-ish weekend. A little bit of sun, a little bit of cloud. You're not coming out to the golf tournament? No. You don't want to win a mentorship program? You, you got your, your buddy Jared Como coming Jared out to help you. Jared coming down to give me a hand, yeah. Yeah. Which is awesome. I, you know who I love? I love Jeremy. Because Jeremy is just so gosh darn confident. I'm looking forward to winning the men mentorship program at the nice. golf tournament. That's just... Go Jeremy. You know, that's just manifestation right there. And now there's some smack talk. Wilson's coming in saying he's taller than him, so he's going to win. <laughs> <laughs> Odds are in his favor. Um, <laughs> too funny. What else we got going on? Um, Jeremy's bringing the stilts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just taking a look at my notes here from yesterday, just things I was going to talk about. But you know what? Um, Guess what I did yesterday? I said, guess what I did yesterday? <clears throat> What'd you do yesterday? <laughs> I said, guess. Oh. Just joking. Uh, <laughs> you weren't paying attention to me, so I was just being a brat. I was looking up coming events, and yeah, a little, little bratty, but um, <laughs> what did you do yesterday? Uh, okay, yesterday. Yesterday was Monday. Uh, you filled out insurance paperwork. I Well, I did. Okay. We gonna I go, win. We're going to go down. I win. Going to go down that hole? Going uh, to try nope. to embarrass me? Uh what else did you do yesterday? I renewed a tenant, which is always a celebration. Yes. Um, because that means no pos potential vacancy. And the best thing about renewing this tenant was that it came with a really lovely little email, which I posted on my on my socials. Which we my do stories. not get very often. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just like normally if like we get tenants renewing leases all the time. Like it's actually a lot more common for tenants to stay longer recently than it is for them to move every year, which mm -hmm. is great. Um, but normally it's, it's like, yes, please, I'd like to renew. And it's like, okay. And then we renew. But yeah, this one just had a really nice little email saying that it's really felt like home and that she'd love to renew. And I was just like, wow. Was this a basement suite tenant? Yeah. We don't, but that's very That's rare. very rare. <laughs> Someone who says this this small basement has been like a home to me. It's a beautiful basement suite. It was a brand new one as of 2019. Mm, something, like that. <laughs> something like that. Yeah. But anyways, it was just a nice little uh, a nice little email to receive yesterday. It's a high turnover property, so that's really good. Yeah, for some reason the main suite has been high turnover. We like the ba the basement suite has been great, hmm. um, but for whatever reason the main floor suite has had. Uh, quite a bit of turnover Be beautiful main floor so i don't know what the dealio is but um yeah so that was fun that was nice i have uh two other uh renewals that i'm working on so i have one tenant leaving at the end of august um and two more renewals i need to secure and then i think we're good until next year yeah yeah um so wish me luck on the other three two. i i wish you luck uh, through your uh, research, have you noticed any rent increases yet? Um, it's tough because not like not really. They're kind of where they have been. There's also still really not too much on the market. 
but um, it's it's definitely time to start increasing rents. Yeah. And it's hard when you have really great tenants. Um, I'm waiting to hear back from a tenant um, that we had to do a, what I would consider like it, what I would consider it a significant increase, mm -hmm. but we literally had to um, because first of all, um, it was, they, they were already lower in rent than the suite should have been. And then we also have a um, variable, what's it called? Um, I can always adjustable, rate. adjustable. Thank you. Uh, adjustable rate on that property, unfortunately. So we have faced four increases over the last six months, uh, which, as you can imagine, adds up to quite a bit of money. Yeah. Um, so it's a suited property. It cash flows, but I don't want to be left in the dust when you know another increase comes through and everybody else is you know raising their rates and all of a sudden all of our cash flow is dwindling. Yeah. So I want to stay ahead of the curve. I want to um, make sure that the property still performs. And I don't want to just, yeah, like I said, be left in a year or two going like, oh, crap, I guess I should have uh, brought those those rents up. Yeah. Yeah. So I am, I'm not expecting them to renew given how much of an increase I had to implement. Yeah. Um, but I am prepared to, to list it and to get somebody in at um, kind of, at least market, whatever market is right now, market rent. So um, yeah, it's an easy suite to fill for September 1st. Um, it's a basement suite. It's affordable. And uh, students just, when I post it, students, I get flooded with students. So I'm not worried about filling that vacancy if it comes up. Nice. Yeah. Um, well, that's interesting. I... Uh... I saw a question here about with the higher interest rates, how long will it take rents to catch up? Well, that's what I'm worried about, Wilson, is that, um, you know, if we don't start implementing the increases now, then we're just going to be behind. And, you know, like I talked with uh, Wayne about this, uh, I, I think maybe on one of our travel days uh, while we were waiting in an airport that, you know, it's like this, it's always kind of this cycle and everything's always slightly behind. And first it impacts, you know, the homeowner and the homeowner needs to pass it down to the tenant. Then all of a sudden uh, rents are unaffordable for tenants and then homelessness. Like I'm, I'm talking, you know, it's ex ex exaggerated, maybe yeah. not statements, but like there's this cycle of, and then like people lose their homes because they can't keep up on the payment. Like there's a cycle that trickles down when crazy increases like this happen. Mm -hmm. Like this is one of those like, you know, historical moments. We've seen a bunch of them in the past yeah. several decades, but the trickle down effect, it does take time. And so I want to make sure that, you know, our properties aren't left in the dust and that, um, weren't, yeah. you know, the, the impact isn't, <clears throat> isn't crazy. Here's my, here's my answer to the simple answer. We do have a caller calling in, in a second. Um, my simple answer is the market is the market, mm -hmm. right? And increase your rents, Wilson. And if I own a rental property in your neighborhood, I'm going to increase my rents because I saw you increase your rents. Yeah. And then someone else in here is going to increase their rents. And then yeah. that becomes the new norm, right? Yeah. Uh, it's just like, you know, housing prices, you know, how do you increase the value of your home? Well, it's, it's whatever, whatever other houses that are similar to yours sold for in the last six months. So sell your house for higher and then I'll, that house is worth more as long as everybody continues to sell it for that price. Yeah. Um, 
So therefore, I mean, just increase your rents, test it out, see if people are willing to pay for it. If people pay for it, then that is the new norm. Yeah. And as long as it stays um, consistent and other people continue to post their rents for that and people pay for it, then that's what the new norm will be. Mm-hmm. Um, but there needs to be enough of a, there needs to be enough momentum and, 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 and uh, enough people doing it in order for it to change. Yeah. And um, I think that pressure is going to come eventually when, when payments start to increase, you'll start to see amateur landlords start increasing their rents to ridiculous amounts because their property taxes have gone up and their insurance has gone up and their mortgage payments have gone up. So, you know, for the amateur landlord that doesn't, you know, that never bought it with 20 or 25% down amortized over 30 years, their mortgage payments are high. So you'll start to see like single family houses with like, and they're posting rent for 2,300 bucks. You're like, that person's crazy. And you're like, well, maybe I'll try 1850. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Because yeah. if everybody's 2300, then you know what I mean? It'll gradually go up because I think the amateur landlords will, will, will pull it up before any sophisticated one does just because well, I'm also always very conscious, especially if it's a renewal and it's not just that, like I'm relisting a, a vacant property and I'm trying out a higher rate with renewals. I'm always so conscious about, um, you know, not being greedy. Like, you know, when I was doing my analysis of the properties and seeing, okay, where are expenses? How much rent am I bringing in? What's the cash flow? Like, I'm trying to make sure that I'm being smart and that I'm seeing what's happening in the market, but that I'm not like, you know, oh, well, I need to increase the rent by $500 to make this make sense. You know, like I knew my cash flow at $1,000 or or bust. You know what I mean? So it's like, be be a a good person too. Like, Mm -hmm. don't put people out on the street. Uh, Lauren in, in the comments here says she's already seen a duplex with an unfinished basement for twenty three seventy five. Jesus. Well, it makes sense. A $375,000 or $400,000 half duplex, you know, your mortgage payment's probably $1,800, $1,900 now these days, yeah. right? Plus your two fifty for property taxes, plus your insurance. They're probably just trying to cover their, uh, their expenses. That's yeah. their expenses on That's... that when they don't finance it properly. Yeah, and it's probably an accidental <clears throat> landlord. Yeah, hundred percent. It was so, their home, and now they're trying to rent it. If there's enough of those homeowners who become accidental landlords, and they're all trying to cover their expenses, yeah. which are higher than whatever, you see some crazy rents. You're going to start to see some rents coming up in the twenty twos and twenty fours for yeah. like half duplexes. And you're like, what the shit? And yeah. if all of them are like that, mm-hmm. then that's going to, you know, the market is the market. Yeah, yeah, as people, yeah, and people are going to be having trouble selling their houses with interest rates where they are. So. You know, mm-hmm. if you're not the best product on the street and you're not at, you know, the right price, your house isn't going to sell. Yeah, absolutely. I had a caller calling in here. Good morning. Can you guys hear me okay? Yeah, we can hear you. So uh, with interest rates going up here, I hear burr investing is getting more difficult. Uh, my question here is, what is burr investing and why is it becoming more difficult? Uh, great question. I'm going to just disconnect them, so... I know we're having audio issues. Yeah, very quiet. Um, we're still working through the uh, the audio issues with Podbean, um, so apologize for that. And just let us know if you guys can hear us, okay? Um, uh, Carlos in the comments says, "Oh, that is a sultry, beautiful voice." <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, we... so they couldn't hear the question. Yeah, we could we could barely hear it. It was quiet. Yeah. Um, so um, Jeremy had had said that he's heard with the raising interest rates that um, Burr investing is getting harder. And his question is, is why and and what is a burr and what and what is burr investing? Okay. So, so a burr is when you um, 
when you buy, renovate, uh, rent, refinance, and repeat the process of um, of adding value to a property. So you're mm -hmm. buying an undervalued property, you're renovating it to add value, you're um, putting in a tenant, you're getting a refinance on that property so that you can pull out um, a, a perfect burr is all of the money that you've put in. So mm -hmm. your renovation money plus your down payment, you're getting all of that money back and you have a, a property in your portfolio, a rental property where you have zero money into it because you're able to pull out all your money. Perfect all of burn. your investment is pulled out. Yeah. And so you have essentially a new rental property in your portfolio, like, like Abby said, with no money. No money into it. So it is a fantastic um, way to invest. There's also, um, you know, you can burn a property and not get all of your money out and just be left in with uh, a small amount, <laughs> less than your typical 20% down. So that's a huge incentive yeah. as well. So if you can take that money and keep recycling it and keep, keep doing more well okay there was there must have been a bug around me because wayne just like mosquito did a major swat and i thought he was gonna deck me <laughs> i got you sorry um what was i saying oh if you can repeat recycle that it. recycle your money and yeah. keep repeating that process you can build a fantastic portfolio of properties where you essentially haven't spent a dime of your money i mean you have but you keep getting it back yeah. right yeah so yeah so if you had like 150 or $200,000 and that's all you had, most people would look at that and think, okay, I can buy two properties, right? Yeah. Shit. I've been saving for 10 years and I finally have $200,000 and I want to invest in real estate. And then I find, you know, to find out that, oh shoot, I can only buy two. Like, what do I do next? But if you were able to use that $200,000 and buy a property, so use some of that for a down payment, find a really good deal, renovate it, and then increase the value of the property significantly and then refinance the property and, you know, and, and, and pull out all of your equity or pull out all your investment and then get that $200,000 back. And now you still have a property, right? That's in your rental portfolio. And then you still have your $200,000. You can go and do it again. Buy another property, renovate it, refinance it, rent it, repeat, buy another property, renovate it, rent it, refinance, repeat. It's a pretty amazing strategy. And you get to keep the $200,000. You just keep recycling that same $200,000 investment. Mm -hmm. um, now, Jeremy asks, with interest rates, it's getting a little bit harder. Now, to be honest, I don't really know how interest rates is affecting it. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't think interest rates affect, the only thing that interest rates is affecting is the mortgage payment. The higher the interest rate, the higher the mortgage payment, right? Yeah. So therefore your mortgage payment's higher. That means your expenses are higher. And if rent doesn't go up, as we've been discussing, yeah. that means it won't cash flow as good. But that affects all rentals, not just spurs, right? So. Of course. Yeah. Now, burrs, the issue with burrs and always has been with burrs because people love burrs. They hear about burrs on some podcasts like ours or some other one, or they hear about someone how they built their whole portfolio with the same $200,000 in, in Honky Tonk, Ontario with 400 people that live in that small town. <sighs> burrs are hard. If it were easy, everyone would do it. Mm-hmm. If it were easy, everyone would have a hundred doors in their portfolio. Okay. It is hard. You're going to need to really work to find those types of deals. Yeah. 
It's all about the mathematics. It's all about the mathematics of knowing what you need to buy it for, what it's going to be worth afterwards, and how much money you need to put into that property yeah. in order to Con renovate it. Controlling your your costs on the renovation will make or break you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And a lot of people over-renovate on BRRRS. Yeah. A lot of people over-renovate. Um, they think, oh, I, I should add this. People are going to love this. Oh, I'm going to add in. Oh, you know, you can add in this really cool feature where like. Um, I don't even think it's in the features where like, yes, that is a place where people finishes. overspend. But I think there's just a lot of like extras, like they're just like, oh, well, if we're doing this, let's do this. And oh, if we're doing that, let's do that. And oh, let's, you know, fix this thing in the yard and let's do, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, I think it gets carried away. I don't think it's that they're adding like feature walls in their rental property and yeah. stuff. It's just, yeah. I just think it's, it's easy to get carried away because you are essentially in most cases, you know, tearing the place apart. Yeah. And putting it back together. And when you tear a place apart, it's easy to get caught up in doing everything and going overboard and getting the most expensive light fixture because it's so pretty. Instead yeah. of the, you know, $100 one, you're buying a $300 one. It's a rental property. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, there are benefits to this strategy. And that is, you know, reducing your investment, which ultimately increases your ROI, right? Um, the calculation for your return on investment. If you can reduce your investment, then your ROI percentage will go up. Yeah. Um, so that is a huge incentive. That's very valuable. But just keep in mind that in order for that to be to work, you might not have the nicest renovation. Whereas if you bought something turnkey where everything was really nice and fancy. Yeah. So your tenant profile, you know, is going to be affected by that. Um, and the property that you want to do it on might not be in your favorite neighborhood, might not be in your favorite city. Keep that in mind. It's really hard to be proactive because mo in most cases, when you're buying a rental property, you think tenant first, right? You think tenant and strategy first, and then you build back from that. What type of tenant do I want to be? You know, where do they work? Where do they go to school? That kind of thing. And then you you pick a property and a, and a and property type in, that works mathematically in a certain area for that type of person. Mm -hmm. But with a burr, it's all opportunity-based. So you yeah. need to go where the opportunity is. You need to find a property that is, you know, heavily undervalued, that needs a lot of work that you can increase the value. And you don't, you, you can't, you can't be too picky. You know, if there's, there's not many opportunities for something like that. And in big cities, the numbers in a lot of cases don't necessarily work because you can't find deals at a, at a heavy discount like that, mm -hmm. where the after repair, after repair value is going to be worth significantly more. So, um, it does take research. It does. Um, you're going to have to do a lot of research. You're going to have to do a lot of market analysis. Um, here's what I'd recommend. I would recommend asking around. Okay. Don't try and reinvent the wheel. Ask around where burrs work. What cities, what neighborhoods, what property types, what is working right now? Okay. If you just walk into Calgary and think, I'm going to do burrs you're going to get smacked with some reality very quickly, right? So you have to network, come on out to the meetup this Saturday, mm -hmm. go to other meetups and networking events, ask around who is burring and what works right now, mm -hmm. right? Because you can't change the market. Yeah, The market is what the market is. And, and the market does change. You can take advantage of opportunities that come up. I know that, you know, I can see in the comments, that, you know, they're talking about Wilson. Wilson does burrs. Does Wilson get all of his money out? 
not so much, but he gets a lot of his money out. Yeah. And in a lot of cases with what he's doing, I know for a fact, because we did it in the past, yeah. you know, you can reduce your investment by up to 50%. Yeah. You can get half of our money back out. Sorry, half, all of our renovation costs plus half, half of payment. our down payment. Yeah. When, what does that do? That doubles your ROI, right? If you would normally have to put a full down payment of 20% in and you get 10% of it back, half of it. Yeah. Then that means you just doubled your ROI, which is amazing. Still, it's, it's you're not gonna you're not gonna get to fully recycle all your funds, but you just doubled your ROI in that property. That's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. And one other thing I was going to say is that like a lot of people automatically think, you know, when you talk about burrs, a lot of people well, I think mostly in the Edmonton area, a lot of people automatically think like adding secondary suites, because that's a super common property type that's to what burr. worked for the last 10 years yeah so. that's what people have been doing yeah for the past decade here in Edmonton so that's co- like commonly what people think um but a burr can be on any property it can be on a townhouse a single family house a duplex a, you can add a secondary suite like a burr is just essentially getting any property type under value and adding value to it and then getting mm-hmm. your money out so it's not a property specific I just wanted to say that um because you know it's a a, a pretty blanket statement to just say that like, oh, you know, they're, they're still cash flowing or they still work or, you know, whatever, because it's, it's specific to your property type. Mm-hmm. Um, but second to that is that, you know, if we go back to the initial question of the rising interest rates and how it impacts that, um, you know, I did say that the rising interest mm-hmm. rates impact any kind of rental property, not just a burr, because, you know, you got a mortgage and your expenses are higher right off the bat, right? If you're purchasing right now. Yeah. But with a burr, like when you break it down and think about it, is that, you know, with a, with a, with a flip, you're usually getting private money. So you're already paying way higher interest rate. You're holding it for just a few months and then you're selling it. But with a burr, you can get a traditional mortgage. Um, and, you know, with a renovation, um, what's it called? Um, mortgage plus renovation, I can purchase, purchase, purchase plus, plus improvements. Thank you. You can get one of those, but now your interest rates are higher. So your holding costs are higher while you're doing the renovations and therefore, you know, your budget has to go up mm-hmm. Well, while it's vacant and you don't have somebody, you don't have that rental income coming in. So that automatically increases your budget during your time of renovation when you're trying to do the burr. Yeah. So you need to account for that. That's part of your mathematics of making sure that the property works to get out the money that you need to get out in the property. Mm-hmm. Um, but after that, it's all about what the rental market is. And like Wilson said, he sees the the lower rents and the lower cash flow at this point as a temporary problem. Yeah. And that it will correct itself. Rents will increase. It's a matter of how fast people react. One hundred percent. And I, like, I don't want to blame Jared Como for all this, but like, if I were going to blame someone in the community, I would one hundred percent blame Jared Como. <laughs> Did he just join in or something? Oh yeah. He oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, this is a really weird statement. <laughs> Good morning, Jared. I wanted him to come in and be like, "What the fuck are you talking about yeah. before?" <laughs> Um, anyways, but that's just something that you need to keep in mind. And I think, I, I, I think that's just common sense is that, you know, as interest rates rise, it's just, it's about the mathematics. Yeah. Whether or not it works is literally just comes down to doing the math. Yeah. Um, I, a couple of notes I had there, sorry, while you're talking and one, you know, Kyle's doing one in Saskatoon. Um, so he's working on a burr in Saskatoon. It will be close to refinancing all of my money back out. So there you go. Go talk to Kyle. Yep. Right there. Kyle Griba, Griba, 
Griba. I'm going to go with Griba. Um, in Saskatoon, he figured it out. Yeah. Right. And, and it's his first one. Congratulations. Boom. There you go. Yeah. So like, just talk with other people, see what's working. And I'm sorry if you can't get in in Edmonton. I'm sorry. You might have to, if you want to do burn, you like, if you, if, if your intention, the outcome that you want is to be able to recycle your funds, you might have to go to a market that you're not exact, exactly comfortable with. Maybe it's far away. Maybe it's not in the neighborhood in Saskatoon that you were hoping for. But if, you know, that's where opportunities are, right? Mm -hmm. You can't be picky. If you want a good turnkey property that's, you know, that's in the right neighborhood and the right tenant profile and stuff like that, you know, burrs might not work. It's all opportunity-based. Speaking of opportunity-based, you know, what did we talk about last year? Lots last year. There was an opportunity in the market for townhouses in Edmonton. Mm -hmm. I did not hold it to my chest. I shared it with everyone. Go and take advantage of this before it's gone. There was a huge spread on, on townhouses and you had to find the right ones, the right condo boards, right? Yeah. And we, we educated everybody on this. And if you're in, you know, if you, if you don't remember, scroll back to like summer of last year, mm-hmm. we talked about this, um, that there was a huge spread between townhouses. They were, you know, selling for significantly lower. And then the after pair values when they were, you know, when they were reappraised after the renovations, they were coming in higher. Like it, it worked. You could do a perfect burr. How many people do you think actually jumped on that, Gabby, that we know of? One, <laughs> maybe two, <laughs> one. <laughs> one I can think of, right? Yeah. Is it around anymore? Nope. It's gone. Don't work. It changed. Yeah. It was there. There was an opportunity. The boss is gone. It might come back with interest rates lower or with interest rates higher, getting higher again. Um, you know, I could see you know, townhouses potentially going down in value again, because less people are buying. Um, That is an opportunity. Now people are scared, like, oh, I don't want to buy right now. I don't want to buy with a 5.5% interest rate, whatever it is. Or will townhouses be all that people can afford? You got to think about stuff like this. Mm -hmm. You have to think what is going to happen. What's potential, like what's, what could potentially happen? Yeah. And you got to be ready to strike when, when the opportunity is there. But in my opinion, if I start seeing those numbers go down again, if I if I were in a position where that was beneficial to my portfolio, which remember, everyone is at a different stage, okay? Just because I'm not doing something doesn't mean that it's not a good idea. It's just not a good idea for where I am in my particular career. Not my career, but my business. Um, but for you, if you're trying to build and you've only got $70,000, $80,000, that is a really great option for someone in that position that's trying to grow a portfolio. Yeah. Right? So... Maybe, yeah, your interest rates are going to be 5.5. Maybe lock into a two-year term. Maybe you eat the negative cash flow for a little while. What happens in two years when interest rates start to go back down again and then you can renew or refinance? Yeah. Right? Or even just go variable. There you go. Yeah. You might have You might face one or two increases and then sit on it and then watch them go back down. Because that's what all indications are showing, right? They're all showing that it will level out. Will it be, you know, 1.9? Probably not. Will it be a normalized 3%? Yeah. That's kind of where I'm thinking it's going to land, somewhere in the mid threes, which is good, which is healthy. I mean, your your property should. (laughs) If it can't handle a 3% interest rate, then. Yeah. Right. Maybe you didn't do things. 
And will will townhouses, you know, cash flow lots? No. But is it a that's is it a great opportunity to buy a property and get all of your money out, mm-hmm. right? And when you get all your money out, remember that when that when that burr is done, there's still twenty percent equity in there as well. That's your yeah. profit. Yeah. Okay. Just because you got all your money out, it's not like you know you've broken even on that property and now you have a negative cash flowing property. It's negative fifty bucks a month or whatever it is. Remember that there's still twenty percent equity in that property, and that is your flip profit yeah. from doing that burr. So on that two hundred thousand dollar house, there's forty thousand dollars worth of profit in there, and you got all your investment out. That's a sick deal. Yeah. Yes, it's negative 50 bucks or 100 bucks a month, but you made $40,000 and that mortgage is getting paid down 500 bucks a month or 400 bucks a month for the next five years. Sell it in five years. Take your 40,000 plus all your mortgage paid down for the next five years. Boom. Think about that. If you did that five times and you paid down $20,000 in mortgage on each of these properties for the next five years, you did this five times this year, if you could, if the number, if that opportunity is there. Think about this. You made $40,000 on your flip portion in equity. You pay down $20,000 on the mortgage on each of those properties for the next five years. Okay? So that's 20000 times, well, $60,000 per property for the next five years, right? Times five is $300,000. Sell all five in, in five years, and you've got $300,000 cash. That's a huge boost. Mm-hmm. You only had eighty. And you turned it into 300 in five years. So now you got your original 80 plus you got your 300. So you got $380,000 in five years. Now go buy some properties at a different level. Probably not going to do townhouses anymore because, you know, they're negative cash flow. But in five years, maybe you can buy four, five properties that do cash flow. Yeah. Right? Something to think about. Right? So a lot of people look at it and they're like, oh, condo fees, yeah, negative cash flow. I say, yeah, opportunity. I just made a shitload of money. Yeah. Yeah, you had to eat negative 50 bucks a month for five years on five properties. But there's a huge opportunity there. And you got to look at the value. I mean, there is, everyone looks at cash flow, mortgage paid on appreciation, but no one ever looks at the value of opportunity. And with opportunity, there does come risk, right? Yeah. You need to be aware of that. But that's investing. There's always going to be a little bit of risk. Yeah. But that's what I was telling people about last year. And how many people did it? Oh, no. One. I to be willing to take some chances. I'm not telling you guys how to invest. I'm just, I'm, I'm shining a light on opportunities, right? And opportunities, they come and they go. And there are opportunities that are coming up in the near future, which I will be sharing over the coming weeks. Cough, cough, agreement for sales. Mm-hmm. Cough, cough. Huge opportunities coming up for agreement for sales. They will come and they will go. Rent to own is going to make a big splash. There are some big players coming into our market for rent to own. Shh. <laughs> what? I'm just letting people know now because they're going to, they're, what they're going to notice is by the time that someone, you know, a big player has made big waves in our market, everyone's going to be like, what the heck? I want to do rent to own because they're doing rent to own. Yeah. The opportunity is going to be gone because they're already, they're already going to be established here. Yeah. You missed the boat. You should have established yourself before they did. They're sneaking into our market. They're going to make some big waves. And then you're going to be like, oh, I can't do rent to own because there's too much competition. 
how am I supposed to compete with this? Here's your opportunity. I'm telling you guys, you guys. Where did this voice come from? You've used it the last two days in a row. I'm, I'm a, I'm a little, uh, I, I, I don't know. I've been away. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I, my, my, maybe my filter's not on. I'm not trying to be a dick. I'm just saying that, like, there's. There, I talked to so many people and, and I, I, I apologize, but here's, here's the truth. This is what I hear when I hear people complain. That's all I hear. I don't, I don't hear what you're saying. I just hear that goofy voice yeah. because what I hear is, is, is investors missing out on opportunities and then complaining. Yeah. I had someone recently tell me that they missed it. You can no longer invest in real estate. It's gone. I messed up. I should have bought. I should have bought when I had the chance. I should have sold my property in February when I had the chance. I could have made $50,000. Yeah. But it's gone. And especially these days, opportunities are coming and going a lot fast. faster than what they yeah, normally like do. Yeah, like the cycles are like, whew. The cycles are fast <laughs> and hard. Whereas we had the same cycle for like 10 years where yeah. it was like, I loved Edmonton. I talked about it like rewind to 2018, 2019 on the podcast rewind you'll notice i talked about it constantly on our podcast and other people's podcasts i love edmonton you want to know why it's fucking boring yeah i loved it for years boring i don't like the big spikes i don't like the the cycles yeah that means i gotta think yeah it's hard to establish you know like what a you want to do model. a business model yeah because literally it's like it's almost like it's like six months where things work and then yeah. they don't work. <laughs> yeah, it fucking sucks. Because like I put a lot of energy into building businesses and then I find out it doesn't work anymore. Yeah. So why do you think I loved Edmonton for so long? It's because it was so boring and everyone's like, oh, I don't like boring. I want to go to somewhere exciting where it's going to like, it's going to increase in value and appreciation. There's no appreciation here. I'm like, yeah, but it's consistent. Yeah. You can build a good solid business model and stick with it for 10 years. And that's what we did. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's, uh, sorry for all the funny voices, <laughs> goofy <laughs> voices. It's just, I, I just want to see people take action, right? I want to see people like, you know, take some risks, make some mistakes, yeah. go for it, do something. Yeah. Right. Or go pick up another Thursday shift. Go for it. I don't know. You do you. But I just told you right now, um, keep an eye on townhouses because it happened last year and I can see it happening again. I have, I have, I have, um, I have a real estate search set up through our realtor. So whenever properties go, any properties that, that fall within the parameters of what I'm looking for, um, come available, I get emailed automatically. And you guys got the same thing. Um, I have one for townhouses in Edmonton. I have not seen one since January. Yeah. I have not seen, and I, they used to come up daily for me. Yeah. I have not seen any properties that fall within my parameters since January talking mm -hmm. six months I have a feeling I'm going to start seeing them again because what happened was is that people used to be selling them for down in the 120s 130s but then when the values all went up and it was hot and 20 offers and same day as list everything went up to over 200 yeah but I think that that craze is gone now and a lot of people are going to be not as many buyers, so I can start seeing. I, I have a feeling I'm gonna start seeing some email notifications coming through. Well, oh, and you, you know what? I haven't been checking my email. 
Okay. I'm trying. Uh, well, I'm, <laughs> looking, I'm looking at Gabby. Yeah. like, I'm, like I'm, what do you want from me? Because uh, well, I have an addiction to buying properties. So I, um, I, I basically stop looking at emails because if I look, then I'm going to buy something. Yeah. But maybe there have been. I'm going to go check. And you know what? I think that I think on both ends that you might be that you might be right, and that something I said earlier. And I think we might be onto something because if they do start popping up and people are trying to offload them, and the values do are going down because you know there's not many buyers and all that kind of stuff, people want to get rid of them. I think there's also going to be the opportunity on um, on the sale end of it as well because. Everybody who is trying to get into a starter single family home may now be reducing based on interest rates mm-hmm. what their what their price is. True. I mean, we're we're seeing that on the higher end as well. You know, people who were looking for something in the fives are now maybe looking at the four and a halfs. Because of mortgage payment affordability. Because of the mortgage payment affordability. And that's going to trickle down in all in all you know, price points. True. So I think that, um, you know, you might see somebody who is trying to get into, you know, the higher twos, low threes might be like, well, shoot, I might be looking at townhouses now. Yeah. And those high end, higher end, like if you're either flipping them or, um, well, yeah, if you're, if you're flipping them for sure, you might see that, that, you know, or if you're burying it, you're going to see, you know, your your comps for when you're done your renovation. Mm-hmm. You might start seeing those sales happening in the higher twos of those people trying to get into what they can afford. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and to, to talk about that trickle down thing, we really don't know what's going to happen because we don't know how long it's going to last. We don't know how many more increases. And, and ultimately, we don't know what people are going to do. You know what I mean? The market yeah. is unpredictable. What well, keeps changing. But if affordability is affected dramatically and keep in mind that everybody got a stress test when they bought properties, you know, they all passed the stress mm-hmm. test, but you know, ultimately will do they want to pay $500 more for their mortgage? No. So what's going to happen? Are they going to reduce the, are they, are, they, are they going to stay within their affordability and reduce their purchase price going down into lower um, uh, price points? Or are they just going to say, you know what, I'm just going to rent for another year, mm-hmm. walk into another lease, and I'm going to wait it out happens. and see what happens. Yeah. See when that happens, that increases the tenant pool. Yeah. An increase in dem- like when there's more tenants, that means that there's demand for more rentals, which increases the rents. Yeah. So this is what we're watching right now to see what direction things are going. Yeah. Are people flooding to more affordable price points, which or, will ultimately yeah. increase the demand in those in those price points? Yeah. Means that the low three hundreds and the townhouses are going to go up in value. Yeah. Because that's what people want. There's a huge demand for it. Multiple offers. Or do they say, hmm, I'm just going to wait and see what happens and they become tenants. Or remain tenants. Right. And and you got to think about like what the average household income is, right? Most families are making between $100,000 to $150,000 a year with dual incomes, right? On average. Alberta's a little bit more, you know, the, the oil industry. Um but you know, if most people are making between, let's say, eighty and one hundred fifty thousand dollars a year, you know, what is the affordability? What is the fifty percent of what's their fifty percent of their monthly payments or their monthly income that would go towards their rent or their mortgage payment? It's somewhere between fifteen hundred and two thousand dollars a month, right after taxes. Some people can stretch it to twenty five hundred, but they're house poor. Mm-hmm. And based on today's interest rates, go plug that into a mortgage calculator and figure out what 
house would I need to buy in order to get a mortgage payment and property taxes in and around $2,000 to $2,500 a month. And what you're going to find is that's, I haven't done the math, but I, I just know well enough that it's probably somewhere in that three hundred and fifty to four hundred thousand dollar range. So demand for five hundred thousand dollar houses is going down, unless someone's making over two hundred thousand dollars a year. So just think about that. Run the numbers. See, you know what are most people making in their homes? What can they? And, and based on that, if the large majority of people that are buying houses are in that that income range, what what's their affordability now? Or are they just going, so is there going to be a lot of demand for houses in that price range? Or are they just going to wait it out for a year? Mm-hmm. Pay attention. It's going to change in the next couple of months. And, you'll, you know, you can you can pay attention. You can be proactive or you can just kind of wait and sit on the sidelines and watch what happens like everybody else. Oh, wow. Wayne increased his rents. Cool. I'm going to increase my rents. Sure. Go for it. You know, or you can be proactive. And miss opportunities. <laughs> I, if I were buying rental properties right now, I don't want to give people investment advice. This is not investment advice. If I were in buying mode for rental properties, which we're not, I see a huge opportunity for buying rentals right now. Buy them when they're low. Yeah. Suck it up with the interest rate for a little while. Lock into a shorter term or an open term that you can change your refinance later. (laughs) People always say, oh, I wish I would have bought then. Yeah. But the interest rates. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's some cool opportunities when, when thing when there's, like I said, when, when there's chaos, it's a ladder. When people can no longer make their mortgage payments because they've been on variable forever and their mortgage payments went up by 500 bucks and they can no longer make their mortgage payments and they need out agreement for sale is an amazing solution. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have to come in and you're going to have to, you know, inherit whatever problem, short-term problem they have. Right. And in that case, it would be negative cash flow. But you might be able to get into a property for zero money down to take that off their hands. That's a huge opportunity. And we talk about the value. You got to recognize the value of opportunity. Mm-hmm. Some cool stuff coming. I'm, I'm watching. And and though it might not be in it might, Gabby, I'm talking to Gabby right now. It might not be in our best interest for our business at this particular where we're at, but it's great opportunity for for other investors. And oh. uh, that's where we started. That is much. exactly <laughs> where we started. Yes. Yeah, we valued yeah. that opportunity. Well, that's how we got started. Yeah, we got started with agreement for sales and joint ventures. Did they all cash flow in? Not all of them. Not any of them. <laughs> But it was an opportunity. Yeah. Right? And it catapulted us. 100%. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. I'm going to check out the comments here. We're just about at the one hour mark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that says it's hard to get good at a strategy when it's moving so quickly. Ain't that the truth? Yeah. But what yeah. you can do is you can perfect skill sets. Like if you're burring, you can perfect the renovation side of things. And, you know, knowing the type of renovations that go into those strategies, Um, because when it comes back around, you'll know how to how to burn, how to renovate properly on burrs. Mm -hmm. If you're flipping and the and the flip opportunity is gone in the meantime, you can perfect, you know, knowing what kind of renovations to do for flips. So, you know, utilize whatever time you have and whatever strategy to perfect that and put it in your toolbox. Mm -hmm. 
if you're going to dive down into the agreement for sales, get good at that. Yeah. No, and that's part of our, our, our master's mentorship program. So she has access to those agreement for sale courses. Is, yeah. um, she has access to rent on courses and, and any backup and support she needs on burrs and stuff like that as well. So yeah. um, there are courses out there. I go take those courses now. Yeah. I mean, if you understand the strategy, you will recognize the, the opportunities. Opportunity. There's a really smart guy that says that. It's not me. Mr. McGuire. Yeah. If you understand the strategies, you recognize the opportunities. So you have to actually take the courses in order to, because you need to be able to understand them. But when they're there, that's, I mean, why, why? <laughs> There's a reason why I'm recognizing the opportunities that are coming mm -hmm. because I understand them. Yeah. Right. And strategies like the agreement for sale strategy, for example, have been dormant for years. Yeah. I mean, they're still there. There's always opportunities there if you know how to look for them. But there's going to be a huge surge of popularity in that strategy coming up here in the near future when buyers, ho sorry, homeowners um, start to get stressed out because they're yeah. worried about the market and they want to get out. Right. Yeah. With inflation. I, I don't know that how that's going to affect the, I mean, it's going to affect affordability. That's for sure. Look yeah. at gas. Um, but how is it going to affect jobs? I'm not an expert in that, in that category. But if jobs start to get if jobs start to get affected in the near future, that'd be a perfect storm. Yeah. Where mortgage payments go up and income is affected, yeah, won't be good. Yeah. Anywho, um, you know what I want to talk about tomorrow? I wanted to finish this yesterday, actually, and then today, and then we just got on some good conversations. But I never talked about our third tenant. I thought about that this morning. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I got a couple emails in from some people who had some, some pretty bad tenant stories as well. So I wanted to share those as well, but uh, maybe we'll get into those tomorrow if, if, uh, if the conversation uh, goes that goes way. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, otherwise. Great conversation today. Yes. Thank you guys so much for joining. Have a great Tuesday. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Interested in being a guest on the show? Send us an email to info at reimorningshow.com.